just a heads up to this one. I watched it weeks ago and I lost. I forgot my note. <laughs> but I did. Oh, that. no, that's all good. So yeah, I'm going to try as well. But I'm going to try and watch this one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, if anything, I think I'll probably talk about Scary Movie 4 more than the project <laughs> itself. <laughs> Hiroshima, Suzuki. <laughs> Fujitsu. <laughs> He's like, where are the week? Welcome back, fans, and Sarah Michelle Gellar's PR team to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today, we're discussing The Grudge, the 2004 film, not the piece of shit 2020 remake, starring Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that focuses on white lady Karen trying to survive a foreign curse. should note as well it's funny that they call it karen and now 2022 karen's like a global phenomenon around just like rude white ladies or like you know um i think beyonce says it in one of her new songs that karen's are pretty much terrorists now because they purposely call the police to try and get black people killed and it's like yeah there's like different levels of karens like super karens and there's like terrorist level karens and then there's just like you know the junior versions of Karens that are like our age that are more like the Haley's, but Haley spelt like H A Y Y Y L E I G H H. But uh, anyways, back to the grudge. So, Coop, I remember so vividly that you and I went to the movies to watch this, and our mums took us. I had a really, really great time with the movie. I thought it was pretty scary as a child. Maybe not necessarily watching the movie, but definitely afterwards. You know. I remember going home and laying in bed and thinking, I'm feeling pretty scared. I don't want evil Asian girl or ghost boy to kill me. But, um, you know, even re-watching this, I laughed at some parts which are unintended to be hilarious, you know. Also thinking about Scary Movie 4 where, like, Cindy goes to the attic and it's full of the cobwebs and she picks up the picture frame and it's a picture <laughs> frame with the spider webs. It's just so, or even when she's got the lighter and she's burning the kid's head. <laughs> but, um, you know, if I think about the whole wave of uh, Japanese horror, Americanized remakes, you know, there was Dark Water, there was Pulse, there was numerous other movies, Shudder, um, The Ring, you know, Wreck, a, Wreck as well. Mm. Um, in Quarantine 2 Terminal, which we will not talk about. <laughs> but uh, We will. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like one of the main tempo movies from the Western remakes that 
actually got it right. I feel like it does age like a fine wine in terms of its horrific premise. As we've seen with the piece of shit remake, I regret watching that movie. I was on board with the remake of The Grudge. I did think it was going to have its own identity, but no, it was just, yeah, shit. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not. I hate it. I fucking hate it. This was also one of the first movies that follows a bit of a non-linear plot that I enjoyed. So, um, you know, personally, I do wish it went a bit more chaotic with its non-linear storytelling, like, you know, the sequel, The Grudge 2, or some other movies around that time, like Memento. But honestly, I'll take it for what it's worth. And I think if they went a bit more convoluted, it would have confused some audiences. But yeah, yeah, I have a soft spot for this movie i also have a huge sarah michelle geller fan you know everything from buffy to her role as Catherine in cruel intentions to me she's such a underrated but still popular actress who really has a different identity with each role that she plays so did i believe that she was a had a bit of a white saviour complex in this movie. Yes, I think that's the way the character was supposed to be written to appeal to a, you know, American, Australian, Australian, what the hell? American, Australian, Western audience. But, um, you know, I felt that she did the part as best as she could. I think that the issues with this movie were more to do around, you know, just some pacing elements. I think that it could have really gone a bit more full balls to the wall with its uh, concept of a grudge consuming someone to, you know, continue this curse. But um, I do think it gets some particularly unfavourable comparisons to The Ring, which is a completely separate movie in terms of concept. Mm. I think its only similarity is the whole, you know, with Samara in The Ring, it was she was heavily abused as a child and she had these powers, but... Her parents didn't know what to do with her, so she got killed. And that's why her vengeance is around trying to make people feel what she feels. With the grudge, I don't think it's ever from a place of, you have to feel what I feel. It's more just the whole burning rage and anger that causes uh, the, I'll be honest, I forgot the ghost's name, but Asian ghost girl is what I'll call her, to... uh, continuously kill people and it's represented through the child also wanting to kill the any other entity but yeah yeah uh so i'm curious to know uh coop as someone who saw this movie for the first time with me what do you think about this film uh it it was a fun night wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) um i don't remember if if mum actually did but i remember um my mum was talking about um uh, ringing your house and freaking your mum out. By doing that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I did. I, I don't know if you remember, but she might've done it, but she might've just been, you know, trying to freak your mum out. But I know, <laughs> I remember us all walking out of the cinema and, and like walking through um, like Nambucca Plaza with all the shops closed and we were just all just trying to freak each other out. And it was just, yeah, <laughs> such a fun time. And I think anytime you go and see a horror movie at the, at the cinema, um, even if it's a, not a, a very good movie just the fact that it's big and loud and if you're in the right company like you're gonna have a good time anyway that's the best best thing about it um uh, watching it again like i did i 
definitely didn't enjoy it as much. Of course, I'm not going to enjoy it as much, but um, uh, yeah, it still definitely holds up. There's heaps of freaky imagery throughout this movie. Um, just the the erratic movements of um, the ghosts and how they approach people is just like really freaky. Um, all the um, I remember with the marketing, um, and it would always freak me out with the trailers of the hand in the, uh, on the back of the mm. head in the shower, and I was, uh, um, but yeah, um, I still think it's um, a bloody good time. It was good to see it again, um, and I've also seen the uh, original as well. It's um, quite similar. It's uh, it's not. I wouldn't say a frame for frame, but it's not far off. Mm-hmm. Um, being being almost exactly the same movie, um, which is interesting. It's not the most on the nose uh, um, example of that. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the um, remake of Psycho that's got Vince Vaughn as um, uh, as yep. what's a face Norman. I always forget the name. Norman Bates. Uh, that's the one, Norman Bates. Um, so it's, it wasn't quite like that, but. Um, uh, I think I still prefer the American version, but I mean, that's the first one I saw. So I'm probably biased in that regard. Um, but yeah, as you were saying before of the J horror movies, it's one of the better ones. I didn't really like dark water. Um, Shutter was okay, I guess. Um, obviously love the ring, but that's, I would say another one of the standout good ones, but um, it's, it does a better job than a lot of the other examples of the American um, well, can we cash in on this J horror here? Um, so yeah, good movie. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact: uh, I I so remember when uh, your mum called our house phone and did okay, the did. voice because <laughs> uh, I remember my mum saying like, "Oh, your friend called and tried to scare me," and I was like, "No, we didn't." Like, I know we did. And then we were talking at school the next day, and you're like, "Yeah, I think my mum might have called you." I was like, "Ah, oh, my mum thought it was you," and we were talking <laughs> about it. But I swear, and it's funny that it's this movie of all ones because my mum used to let my sister and I watch any horror movie as long as you know she had seen it first and everything. But she was never scared of horror movies. I mean, she used to watch some, you know, most. 30 year old women at the time wouldn't watch like specific horror movies and whatnot nothing scared her i felt she was never scared by the ring that never bothered her there was something about the grudge that scared her because ever since that movie she she will watch a horror movie but she gets scared so easily and like i don't think it's an age thing i don't think it's a you know horror movies are becoming more creative with how to scare people because i don't think they are but yeah even even something simple like paranormal activity or uh the conjuring the devil made me do it there were so many times she would jump and she would be so scared and she screams at horror movies now and it's just like is this the same mum that i used to watch you know very scary movies with and she would just be like okay that was boring (laughs) so a little bit of a sidebar but yeah, it's uh, interesting that this movie was at the height of the J-Horror remake trade, but it didn't, uh, you know, fuck it up in any sense. I felt like it was appropriate. It had some really good scares. For its time, it was pretty good now. 
I mean, there's some parts that, you know, would freak me out a little bit, but I'm not. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> like, yes. uh, thank you. There's uh, some parts that would freak me out. Like, there's always that one part where I can't remember if it's Sarah Michelle Geller or some other character, but they're. <laughs> God damn it. But uh, they're on the ground and it's the little ghost boy and he walks over so you get the point of view shot where he's leaning over you and he like opens his mouth and does something scary like that part only creeps me out because it's from a different point of view um whereas everything else yeah not really but um yeah bp sorry i went on a bit of a rant there (laughs) do you do you have any thoughts yeah I, i like that it was a point of difference at the time now in terms of I guess traditional horror films because I was just looking while you guys were talking and it said <clears throat> it had been five years since uh, a horror movie had topped the box office over Halloween which I find really interesting especially in America mm. that then the last movie was the House on Haunted Hill in 99 huh. um, and then yeah the Friday the 13th was the biggest opening weekend after the garage had come out but yeah so um yeah, I like the yeah, I like that it was a point of difference. I appreciated that unlike most modern films, they film actually in Tokyo, which yeah. I think was what they should have done if it's a remake, but I know a lot of them had to go the cheap way and just do green screen or wherever they can possible because they're too lazy. Um, the one thing I do like about this movie, which is a bit of a point of difference and you don't see it often in a horror movie, is a lot of the scenes were in daytime. Mm. Which in like I guess the shots it sort of uh sort of showcases I guess that it is sort of overcast outside but it's already is quite dark but it was one thing that I picked up from the start that a lot of the stuff happens in just a daytime environment which you don't really see a lot of the time in a horror movie because it's usually at night or in a dark sort of room um yeah but I I enjoyed it um Watching it again, it's been so long since I watched it. I think it still holds up a lot. Unfortunately, Scary Movie 4 seems to kind of take over in a lot of the scenes, um, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but they just do a really good job. So a lot of the scenes, like the bathtub scene, the staircase scene. Um, uh, I did like the scene where she's in the office and she's leaving. And she's going to go down the staircase, but then mm. you see it sort of coming up and the lights turning off and turning on. Yeah. But um, overall, yeah, I think it was good, um, a good remake. I think, um, yeah, doing it doing it in uh, location helped a lot, and like that daytime horror really helped. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and it's interesting too. Usually, you would think if a film's being set in Tokyo, and the whole scary part about this movie is that it's you know a foreign concept around. You know, not only is it a remake of a Japanese horror film, but you think they would have veered into uh, maybe insensitive territory. Maybe they would have portrayed Japan as like this dark, scary place, like how Hostel uh, tried to portray Slovakia or wherever they were in the torture chambers, like this horrible, horrible place. But I think it did its... They, it was very careful not to cross that line between trying to showcase Japanese culture or Japanese landmarks as like a dark, scary place. It was all confined to the one house. And I think that helps sell that feeling of isolation as well. 
you know, it never once veered into Pauline Hansen xenophobic territory where it was like, this is outrageous. Like it was very well done. I think if I was to pick a favorite part from this movie, uh, even though Sarah Michelle Gellar is my favorite person in the world, my actual favorite part of the movie is something you just mentioned, BP, where it was that office worker and you see, I, w- I want to say the hair or the cloud or whatever it was that was yeah. coming up that staircase because I've been in plenty of situations where, you know, you have to walk up a fire escape or walk down a huge amount of stairs. And for some reason, I always tend to think of this scene when walking those kinds of stairs. So I'm always like, mm. oh, shit. Like, what would happen if there's a serial killer down the bottom or a ghost mm. at the top or something, you know? And uh, the whole tension that this movie creates as well. I, um, you know, I always laugh at the part where that same office worker climbs into the bed and then she lifts up the blanket and the ghost girl is there. I'm always like, that's funny. That's not scary. That's fucking funny. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coop, what was your favorite part of the movie? Um, it's a toss up between um, the scene where the cop is watching on the security monitors just with the all the freaky shit that's happening with the lights turning off one at a time and all that Anytime that someone's watching something on a security camera um, and going back to um, uh, what what you all said before about, um, was it the last movie that was uh, that successful in box office was House on Haunted Hill? There's a, mm. the, it reminded me of a scene in that where they can see the, uh, the butcher guy on the security oh. monitors. That's mm. such a freaky bit um and it was yeah just oh, whenever there, there's something on a security screen and it's like oh my god that's in the that's in the building <gasps> that yeah i love that shit um and when uh doug i think is the character uh gets killed or you know life sucked out of him by the um the 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 girl ghost the freaky hair thing <laughs> that one yeah. <laughs> um uh, yeah it's just really freaky just the movements and the way that it climbs up on him and he's just contorting when he gets touched it's yeah really freaky so probably yeah. one of those parts i just like the freaky uh edgy weird shit in this movie that makes you uncomfortable that's the best thing about it yeah uh bp likewise same question uh did you have a favorite part of the movie yeah i, I agree with truth the office scenes is kind of eerie especially when you're there by yourself and you're leaving for the day and, like, mm. and you yeah. hear something down the hallway and like, do not turn around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep going. Um, and even the even the bit where she gets home, and you know, I think it's, it's the boyfriend that's coming upstairs. And he's ringing her. Um, yeah. And then the doorbell rings so quickly after she takes the call, and I'm just like, open the door anyway. And then obviously that leads to the bedroom scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. seemed to kick off a lot more interest in the J-horror market and there was then more, you know, attempts at that. Some better attempts than than others. Mr. Koji, looks like we need someone new for the Morris account. Again? 
Every day we don't have someone looking after this woman, I lose big money. What happened to last girl? Yoko, take a look. Holy shit! Someone put a towel under her or something. Christ! It's the Nora's house, Mr. Koji. They say it's cursed. There's no such thing as a curse. Don't be ridiculous. All it's just all wise tales. Yeah, I think it's also a good adaptation. I mean, I haven't actually seen the original, and the only thing I can probably base a comparison of is watching like Wreck and then watching Quarantine. And Wreck itself was quite a good film. Aesthetic Spanish. Uh, yeah, Spanish film. Uh, but I watched Wreck after Quarantine. Uh, so by saying Quarantine was better. Mm, um, I haven't seen but, Wreck. I've only seen Quarantine. Yeah, but it's like it's pretty much like for life, pretty much scene for scene. Um, yeah, okay. It's still like watchable. Um, but yeah, I think The Grudge yeah, it's been a good I guess, adaptation, unlike some of the new movies coming out now. So. Mm. I agree with Wreck uh, slash mm. Quarantine. I watched Quarantine before Wreck, but I do prefer Quarantine, whereas the whole Wreck series, I think they're up to five films at the moment. Yeah, with like three and then four Apocalypse and something else. And I think, I, yeah, they got a bit weird. Like, I've only seen Wreck 2, but uh, for yeah. me, Wreck 2 was actually better than both Quarantine and the original Wreck. So, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and Wreck 2 doesn't go like Quarantine 2 Terminal. They're two different sequels that spin off. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. But Wreck 2 is better as a sequel than Quarantine 2. Is, Quarantine 2 Terminal is really bad. Okay. I, have, I just have no idea why they didn't do Quarantine 2 and just remade Wreck 2. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure if they brought back the same production team, you know, they could have easily had the same level of, the same level of success, critical reception, mm-hmm. fan reception that, you know, the remake of Wreck enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, that's Hollywood, I guess. <laughs> Let's tack yeah. it onto a direct-to-DVD and we'll set it at an airport. <laughs> I wonder if there was a bit of a. I wonder if they didn't want them to do another adaptation or something. Maybe there's something going on there behind the scenes. Ooh, that's a good point. It's um. Because they haven't done it. I don't think they've done a quarantine three that I've seen or four. Yeah, yeah. Like I often wonder, will they do? Like, are they going to do a quarantine three in future? Are they going to do another? And, you know, sidetracking a little bit, but uh, there was this whole article the other day around uh, Jason Blum, the creator, CEO, whatever, of uh, Blumhouse Productions, saying that he fucking hated the last Paranormal Activity movie, as we all did. And he's like, yep, that we're not doing any more bloody Paranormal Activity movies. That's it. It's over. And yep. this is the first time he's actually come out and said that he hated one of his own produced movies. And, is uh, this next to the kin he's talking about? Yeah. Ah. Uh, like, you need to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. Just read the Wikipedia yeah. summary. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, yeah. staunch, de- as I mentioned before, staunch defender of like Paranormal Activity series, except for that entry, and it's except for Ghost Dimension. <laughs> Just yeah, that's the lo- that's the last one I saw. Yeah, Ghost that's Dimension. the one where you see the activity. uh just you know when i whenever i try to predict the future of horror movies you know i felt for a while we were going towards more a24 movies like hereditary the witch midsummer 
I feel like those are kind of what's the word? Like they're starting to phase out a little bit. So we um, had X this year, and then you had that one that I sent the trailer of, whatever that one was. The girl oh, X. Small. Island? Is that it? Yeah. What was that one? Is that one? Uh, uh, it's a oh. weird name, but not Penelope or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, there was the trailer for Smile, and then, uh, are you yeah. talking about the prequel to X? Yeah, there was that one I sent it. Someone sent me that trailer. I forwarded, I think, in the group chat. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was, I was kind of predicting maybe we might have had another spate of sequels because, uh, there's well initially there was going to be another paranormal activity we've got scream 6 coming up next year there's been no further news or developments around final destination 6 so whether that's even beginning production anytime soon no clue um but also it's a bit worrying because that was supposed to go on hbo max now hbo max slash warner brothers they've cancelled a lot of huge hundred million dollar productions like uh i think it was batgirl or star girl or insert human title thing here um so i feel like it's a bit up in the air but blumhouse is still doing just random horror movies no one fucking cares about because they're just a money-making machine now but yet you know i don't think there'll necessarily be another j-wave j-wave a j-horror wave so, you know, we had Rings in 2017. It still performed okay at the box office, but there's been no sequels mm-hmm. since. I don't think anyone's crying out for a sequel either. <laughs> Likewise I, with the... Yeah. Sorry, you go, BP. Oh, no, you go, you go. I was just going to say, uh, with uh, The Grudge, there was an attempt at a reboot that was supposed to be released in 2019, and it looked like a pretty good, strong concept. It would still follow a non-linear approach it would still have its own identity and then mm. it, they reshot a lot of this remake and it said it became another by the numbers horror movie i hated it personally i just thought it was so stupid yeah. they moved it to an american setting but it was just like all the marketing material still had like the hand coming out of the head but it was a bit tiresome by then because i think most people you know, instead of associating the creepy factor of a hand coming out of a head like we would have felt watching the trailer, mm. you know, two years later, Scary Movie 4 came out and yeah. all I think of is the hand coming out like shaving Cindy's armpit. seems like horror movies are doing tv shows yeah that seems to be the way it's going but i mean apart from halloween ends which is coming out and maybe jeepers creepers and insidious there's no one else that's sort of announced anything big and friday the 13th i saw that article the other day you sent justin about mm. that but that was very cryptic sort of saying like something big but i'm like well it's been in talk since 2009 something big yeah <laughs> so i think there's yeah. There's uh, rumors that uh, 
shit, I forget his name, Mike Flanagan, is apparently rebooting uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and is trying to get, uh, fuck, what's his name, the actor that plays Freddy Krueger? Robert yeah. England. Robert England. To uh, yeah. come back, but Robert England yeah. has stated, actually, he's given very conflicting statements over the past five years that he'll say yes i'll come back script's good but then he'll give other interviews and say no i don't want to come back that's not the role for me blah 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 but um i've only seen snippets of the recent season of stranger things because i I can't get into stranger things but the whole vecna monster is supposed to be like a bit of a homage to freddy krueger but um I don't know. I feel like if Mike Flanagan was going to do it, he'd probably elevate the concept a bit more. But um, yeah. I don't know. I guess time will tell. I don't think there's necessarily a horror for a straight-up Japanese horror remake. Uh, it was interesting going through Wikipedia and seeing that there's, like, uh, you know, in Japan they're doing hybrid movies where it's, like, Samara versus... Kayako? I probably say that name yeah. I'm so sorry. Like... <laughs> yeah, like they're doing like 3D versions of it. They're doing sequels of this the hybrid. They're still continuing the ring. They're still continuing the grudge and its own separate films. But here it feels like it was a bit of a flavor of the month type of thing as opposed to yeah. a uh, franchise, if you like. Um, so I do, I do wonder about the future of horror quite a lot. I don't think anything's happening with like saw spiral tv shows um the only one that seems to be you know have any glimmer of a future is scream yeah but even like jordan peele like I... sort of bringing out something that seems to be catching on after sort of at least you know three movies is brought out and making decent so it's sort of coming nowhere so it's sort of a Gets a bit of a lifeline to an otherwise mm. declining market yeah. things at the moment but i think it's also it's just the exhaustion it's too many too many of the same things coming out also execs and that need to sort of go sometimes it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to hang it up but you might need to hang up saw for 10 years and come back like yeah and even like things when we touch on like rest stop or something it's like there's not really a market there for that and some of the older movies like Friday the 13th I had a discussion with a friend yesterday about it and I said is there anyone out there that's actually like a fan base out there for Friday the 13th moment because it's been so long so I feel like it's kind of been diluted and just kind of shunned at this point that there's nothing really like if there is a fan base out there I haven't heard anyone sort of crying out for one so yeah I I feel like if one comes out people will go and see it but like yeah, but no one's really talking about it anyway. It's yeah. sort of, it sort of seems it's a bit kind of disappointing since it uh, been sort of pushed to the side and other things have come in instead. And like Insidious, I mean, to make another one, um, it's a bit of a fan base there still. I'm, I'm keen for it. But The Conjuring, like the last one, sort of the sour note, kind of go like, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, they're doing The Nun too. Yeah, they'll probably like, do Annabelle. 58 like I want, I watched the nun. I thought it was so fucking stupid, not even yeah. scary with its jump scares. Like yeah. the the random trailer they'd show on TV where it was like the nun, and then it just flash frames to 
the nun screaming. That was more scary than the actual movie, but... Like, uh... Oh, yeah, did both of you know that they're doing an Exorcist series trilogy? No. Uh, sorry, sequel trilogy? No. Like, it, it's got, um... Ellen Burstyn is coming back, so she was the mother of, uh... The fuck, what's her name? The original Exorcist girl, uh, mm. played by Linda... Linda something. I was going to say Linda Carter, but I don't think that's the name. It's not um, Lin- Linda Hamilton, that's Sarah Connor. Um, <laughs> he even came out, Terminator guy came out saying that was a failure, but she came back for it. And I saw that movie. Linda Blair. Linda Blair, that's the one. And, uh, yeah. like, she's she stated that she's she hasn't been approached for it or anything, so... Like, I wonder how that's going to go, because unfortunately, the whole Exorcist trilogy sequel series is also being done by David Gordon Green, who did the whole Halloween 2018, Uh, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. I don't know if I'm actually going to go watch Halloween Ends. I'll just wait till (laughs) it comes out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I did like Halloween 2018, even even if it was boring as fuck in some parts, but... Halloween kills Jesus Christ. Never, yeah, no. Sorry. Just if I hear evil dies tonight, I'm gonna go kill David Gordon Green myself. No, but um, <laughs> like, like I always wonder who was actually asking for an Exorcist sequel because they had two, yeah. and Exorcist Two: The Heretic is a case study in like just bad sequels. Like it's like top of the list of the worst sequel of all time, the worst horror sequel of all time, and then. The Exorcist 3 did actually have some really good sequences. Just, uh, you know, it was 20... No, not 20. It was like 17 years after the first one. But it was a bit too late for it to kickstart a franchise. Um, And then there's, like, numerous other Exorcist movies, like Dominion or Exorcist The Beginning. We had the random string of movies, like... uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Last Exorcism. I mean, the Conjuring series could technically be around exorcism as well. But, you know, I do wonder what's going to happen. How are they going to market this movie? Why are they bringing the original characters back? Is it following the requel trend that, you know, this year's Scream movie talked about? Or, Mm. I don't know. But, uh, just wanted to say, BP and Coop, thank you very much for joining me again today. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I will never be able to repay you for the kindness you've shown me in here. Besties for life, I say. Overland. The bill's been posted. <gasps> Later, losers. So like, comment, share, tip, and all that jazz if you like this episode, and if you hated it. Ugh.